to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And we hope that you stick around for this song this week and don't throw it away until you're done with it. Don't worry, we're not crashing the party or the plane. But we, we did lose a couple people this week. They'll be back next week, I'm certain. But this week, it's just Jeff and I, which should be good enough for you. Just us. They were not in love with us. They were not. No, no, just the two of us. No, yeah, just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen our co-host? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my little Aaron? Wrong week. That's the wrong week. Because <laughs> this week we're actually discussing the love we're in. Why aren't we making the love we're in? It could be the last time. Never wanna throw that away. Why aren't we making the love we're in? Aaron, if you're you're in the ether, can you give us your guess of what this album is? Oh, he, he is way off. He is way off on this one. <laughs> I thought he had it perfect. <laughs> uh, so this is an Ed Robertson song off from Jeff. Would you like to tell the people? Yes, this is off All in Good Time. The first non-Steve Bare Naked Ladies album. Now, I find their choice with this song on the album to be an odd choice. I agree. Yes. I feel like this is a closing song that isn't used as a closing song. This is for, this should be at the end of the album and it's not. No, I agree. It um it kind of it kind of fits in that vibe of uh, you know, Great Provider, I think, which is a closing song for uh um maybe you should drive. It kind of has that feel to it. I feel like it should be a closing song. I also don't think it fits thematically with All in Good Time as well as it probably could. Not not to say I don't like that. I will give my opinions on this song, but it doesn't quite feel like it fits with the rest of the album so much, but it would make a good closing song for that reason. Uh, yeah, I, well, and the theme of this album is kind of all over the place anyways, so I'm not sure. I mean, you could you could easily say that this is a Steve-related type song, but it, it's kind of a breakup kind of could song you know? in ways, but or a stay <laughs> together is, yeah. kind of song in ways, and it could be an mm-hmm. allegory for 
for the breakup of the band. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not hearing so much of the the no. Steve stuff in this one. No, I don't. I don't think so. But maybe someone could. But in this one, I don't hear. I've ha- there are you know a lot of songs on on Good Time that sound very much like a, a oh, Steve bass. Some of them are right on song, the nose, but and this I one don't, would not be. <laughs> they're right on the note. Right? Yeah, they're exactly about Steve. Um, in this one, I don't hear this. I feel like um, this one's kind of a straight up breakup. So love the, song. well, let's go with that first. Why don't we talk, like? Is it a breakup song or is it a we're struggling a little bit and and let's make this work out type song? I can see that too. Um, there's 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 clearly problems in the relationship. Something's missing. One could say, if you're really being literal, it's the intimacy. It's the the connections that they once had. Why aren't we making the love we're in? Is the first line of the song. Right. Which is a really good line, by the way. I, I love that. Yeah. Why aren't we making the love we're in? It could be the last time. You never want to throw that away. Um, which is a really, really powerful line. It could be the last time. You never want to throw that away. Because this could be ending. It, yeah. Um, if, if things don't change, it could be the it's end a, of it. It's a really tender song. Um, not just the feel of it, but the words that they're they're using during much of the song. So give me the breakup aspect of this song. Like I want to hear hear that kind of direct, and then I'll I'll give my other thoughts. Well, I'm not saying it is a breakup song per se. I'm I'm saying it's it's a on the verge of a breakup. Oh, okay, is what I'm hearing. I mean that that's what I'm hearing. And I don't I'm not saying it's necessarily a breakup. It's a it's a We've talked about this on the show before. When when you're when you're in a relationship, you know the beginning is amazing. It's it's awesome. It's romantic. It's sweet. It's happy. Nothing is wrong. That's not this part. Um, <laughs> but that's not this part. No. But as you go through, and 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 there's there's been actual actual studies on this. As you go through a relationship, and and life starts to hit, there are phases of it. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are in long relationships or are married or don't get married. But long relationships, you get those other phases. I mean, uh, that that initial honeymoon phase is going to go away for most people. And I feel like that's where they are now. This, the, their life has hit, and they're going through the motions and everything. Hmm. Um, but the line, the first line in the second verse is, even a beggar ha- must have to choose. And I feel like that's kind of where the, the breaking point is. We, we have to choose, like, what's, what's, what's best for us. Um, and I and I need to point out the second verse is I think a really well written verse in a lot of ways. Even a beggar must have to choose. They should. They say you shouldn't wager more than you can lose. Make mine a double. Just hold the ruse. Now, um, yeah. Now, okay. I see your look. I see your look. The lyrics I've seen say booze. Just hold the booze. Yes. When I listen to the song, I'm hearing ruse. It does say in the liner notes booze. Does it say booze? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I, when I listen to the song, I distinctly hear Ed saying "R" there. Interesting. Both of those could work. But, yeah, they both. Both could of work. those could work. Because um, you know, make mine a double. Just hold the ruse. Obviously, make mine a double is an alcohol reference, and so uh, just hold the booze. Um, you know, makes sense for the line because it's an alcohol line. But if if it's just hold the ruse too. That to me also works. So they both work. And either way, I love this. I love that verse. Now, see, I uh, like that line, but I don't understand what he's trying to say with that line. Like, I think it's a really cool line. First of all, let's 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 take a break there. For anyone listening right now, too, I would like to know on you know um, on Twitter, on the comments, wherever you listen to this, 
I would like to know what you're hearing because I mm. played this song back five times and I swear I hear Ed say ruse on that line. Make mine a double, just hold the Well, it might be because you there are people coming in with background harmonies in the background mm-hmm. with the ooze at that same time, which kind of muddy muddy that sound at that moment a little bit. So it might be that, right? Although I do like that idea, like that that's yeah, you know, hold the ruse that that make mine a double, but we're keeping this kind of facade on, and and uh, it's not. Really, what's true now? If it's booze, which it probably is, it probably really is. If the if the official liner notes say booze, that's what it is. Um, but make mine a double, just hold the booze. Also works because he's making the alcohol reference to a double, but I don't actually want the alcohol. Um, but that's what I don't understand. I'm not quite understanding why he's saying that for the care. Like I I get the alcohol reference, and he's trying to be funny with the like he's trying to right. be smart with the line. I don't get why the character is saying that. It, to, coming from an acting point of view, why would the character say that line? There's going to be a reason behind the line if you're telling a story like this. All right, let's break this down way more than anybody should. Even a beggar <laughs> must have to choose is obviously a reference to the line beggars can't be choosers. Right. So even a beggar must have to choose is, you know. But it we, makes sense because uh, in this situation, we're, we're, we have to we're, choose what we're going to. Right. We're, we're, and we're begging for what we want. So right. we're begging for what we want. We have to make a decision. They say you shouldn't wager more than you can lose um, is, you know, like a poker gambling reference. So we shouldn't, uh, you know, let's not put more into this than we can lose. Right. Are but we it's at they, the, at but, it, but it's they, but it's they say that they, they say, and they might be wrong because a lot of people will say that any relationship or love is a risk. Right. So maybe the they in the sentence are wrong. Mm-hmm. Like this is what people are telling right. me, but maybe they're wrong. Um, make mine a double, just hold the booze. So the analogy, the metaphor is that you're at the bar and you're saying a double of something, but not the booze. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I maybe if it goes along with the line just before it, like you shouldn't wager more than you should lose. Like people are saying that you should that you should just stay safe and go with the safety. And, I can see that. And yeah, that, let's, you know, let's, yeah. he's he's saying they say that. However, I'm gonna double down. Like maybe that's the smart line he's trying to go. You with. know what though. As you're talking, though, I'm really thinking this is a song about, um, and we've talked about this on BNL. Usually, it's a Steve song, though, but it does feel like a song about complacency, too. Mm. Less heart to heart, more brain to brain. Let's just let's just skip the love stuff and just think realistically. Right. Well, we're in a lot of pain. Like that next line. Yeah. Well, also, also think like a marriage. Think you're you're married, so you have everything together. You have kids. You have. You know, bills, you have a mortgage, you have the house. If we end this, think of all the things that will, think of all the problems that will happen. Is it worth losing all that to start over? Right. Is it worth taking the risk? So, uh, less heart to heart, more brain to brain. You're feeling tender. I'm Novocaine. I like that line. I get what he's trying to say there. I like that line too, and it'll, but it almost feels like he's numbing it. So you're hurting right now. You're hurting. You don't like what's happening right now. Clearly things aren't working out. Let me numb that for you. Let's think smart. Well, and and let's just stay in this space. To the to this discussion, also, 
I mean, to what the, the theme of the song is that he's kind of alluding to, but not coming straight out and saying it, basically using sex to, n- to numb the pain. Yeah. The more I'm looking at the lyrics, though, I'm, I'm actually, like I said, I feel like this is a relationship that is clearly broken. Oh, yes. I actually do feel this is a broken relationship where probably the option for these people is, you know, let's say you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, you're in a marriage and it's broken. It's not working. And in your in your mind, you're thinking, I, I use this a lot, but like life is short. Should you do what makes you happy? Should you split up and start over? It's going to be hard, but it might be more rewarding, but it's going to be a lot of work. Is it just safer and easier to stay where you are? I kind of feel like this. that's what the song is about. Like, let, less heart to heart, more brain to brain. Let's stop thinking about the emotions. Let's just, you know, let's just do it. Let's just, <laughs> more brain to brain. Let's think logically. You're, you're, you're feeling some pains. I'm going to numb it. Uh, but let's crash the party. I'll crash the plane. I mean, I feel like that's, you know. Yeah, um, let's go on that line. Because uh, that's the line. That one and the double line are the ones that really kind of pull me away. They're tricky. The the last lines of the verses. What is up with those last lines? It's almost of the like verses? he, I, I, it, I know he's not, but I don't understand the lines. And so what it ends up feeling like is I'm just trying to make a rhyme. It's not, though. I just, I'm not getting what he's trying to say with the lines. No, I don't think he's just making a rhyme. I think he has an intention there. Right. Um, I mean, we know that he crashed the but plane. You, but, at, at, he crashed his plane just before this. I'll, cr- I'll crash the plane. And, and um, so it, it's a little bit of an allegory but, or an allusion to the fact that he had that plane cl- crash recently and that, that his life was kind of crashing around him. Right. But I and, I and I get that he's doing the play on words of crashing party, crashing pr- plane. Right, party crashing. Cr- but again, crashing, yeah. going back to the the acting metaphor, like if here we have a character who's singing a song to to his significant other and trying to make an argument of why they should stay together and why they should why they need to make this work and both not only the physical way but also the emotional way. Like we need to make this work. I don't get what that how that line leads into his his legal argument so to speak i don't get why he is saying that in in terms of making his point i think the narrator is the one that wants to be the one to stick together right um i think the narrator is the one that's like let's do this and the partner the spouse the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the significant other is the one that wants to end things. And I think he's trying to make the argument for why we should do this. Right. And I think let I'll because he he specifically says, let's crash the party, I'll crash the plane. So I think he's saying he knows that he's destroying what might make the other person happy. Okay. I'll crash the plane. Because I'm keeping you in something that's making you unhappy. Um because even as the line, and I, I do like this, you talked about the sex element. The sex element comes back in the bridge, which says some will even fake it, but we're in. Right. Which I think is a com- clear innuendo uh, to sex. Some will fake it, but we're in. Yes. Like, um, you know, um, we're, we're, we're faking the orgasm. We're faking the happy part of it, but we're still there. We're still in. Right. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a definite innuendo. And he's like, you know, even though this isn't a joyful, happy thing, we'll pretend it is. Right. Because it's easier. 
Um, well, and I like that, that he does that because there, there's the yeah. innuendo, but you can also take it in the very uh, naive, innocent version of like in the relationship and in, you know, that you're, you, we could fake our happiness, but we're in this. Um, and, and I like that they're repeating the in in the background. Oh, yeah, I think it, it's definitely like a that. double entendre. It's definitely, yeah. I mean, he's talking about the relationship itself. I mean, we can fake it, but we're still in it to go, you know, we're still going to do this. We couldn't make it, but we're still going to go. But <clears throat> there's a reason he ends on fake it, though. But I also like, like, the, he says some will even fake it, but we're in. Like, we, some will fake it. We're not faking it. We, we do care about each other. We're in this relationship. But is he, I feel like that, I feel like the reason he, if that's what he meant, I kind of think from a lyrical standpoint, he would have put that line first. Hmm. I do feel like he would have put that line first. Some will even fake it, but we're in. Anyone can make it, but we're in. I feel like if that was the intent, he would have switched the lines. Um, Maybe. Ending on some will even fake it. I mean, obviously, he he knew he had an innuendo and people were going to get it. But I do feel like some will even fake it, but we're in. Oh, why don't we just make the love we're in? I feel like the reason why he puts the fake it line second is because that's the intent of where we are in the song. I think he's saying we are faking it. Why don't we just make the love we're in? Um... I do think this song is actually a dark Ed song, and that's not something I would have thought I would ever say. <laughs> it's a dark this Ed is, song in a very a, sweet and tender sound. It is, yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like there's definitely love here. I mean, and that's the thing, too. I mean, I don't mean to get philosophical on the show, but we are talking about bare naked ladies, and they get into some deep stuff. But I, I will speak from personal experience, and if anyone, you know, feels the same or different, you know, let let me know. But, you know, even if, if you got together with someone that you absolutely love you love this person you had a long relationship you were married but it wasn't working out you end it you end it you haven't lost everything there's still a part of you that person there you know there's still that i think years later you still think of that relationship where you were just really in love with somebody but things weren't working out and i feel like that kind of plays a role in this too mm-hmm. that he knows that you know there was good here. There was a lot of good, but we're just not clicking. And one of us wants to bail and one of us doesn't. You know, going back to the airplane reference, one of us wants to get out of this and the other one doesn't. And uh, and they're trying to rationale. They're trying to come up with a rationale for why they should make that beggar's choice. Well, and there's that play on words going back to the make mine a double just hold the booze that when you think about booze, it, like yeah. we know that it doesn't drink. He he's a staunch non-drinker, right? And so he, I think that, but it also kind of highlights this character in that, like, make mine a double. So I'm drinking with you. Just hold the booze. I'm like, you're drinking. I'm going to drink with you. Just don't put the booze in there because I don't drink. So once again, like, I'm I'm almost in some ways faking this connection that we're having, right? Because it because it's easier because they're for whatever reason I mean it's companionship if you end it you're alone and that sucks you know at least initially when you have that companionship or it's you know like I said there's there's a lot to think about if you're in a relationship or if you're married which Ed was when he wrote this song too you know I don't know if this I don't think this is Ed's story but when you're writing a song you can you can broaden your horizons you know that if you're ending a marriage it's hard as hell. It, there's a lot of stuff you have to consider, and it's like, what is what are, what are the options here? Are we wagering more than we're going to lose? 
Um, is it worth ending this with all the struggles that we're going to have, all the complications and everything? Or is it going to be better at the end? The end game, I guess you could say. Well, and um, let's talk about that. Is this a Ed being a little transparent song? It Because, you're like you had mentioned before, it doesn't match up any of the other themes of this album. One of the things that... that is good about us doing it alphabetically is that we get to kind of take each song as it comes. But one of the bad things that, that we don't get to do, one of the great things that they get to do when the, the other podcasts are doing their album by album examinations is they get to see patterns within the songs and patterns within the albums. And one of the things that all it's all been done podcast um, has kind of noticed. And now that they've pointed it out, I also kind of been like, oh, yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. Is there's a pattern on Grinning Streak of infidelity. And this song finishing off this album kind of might lead into that and in that we may be seeing the the fissures in Ed's relationship. Because a lot of Ed's songs on Grinning Streak are about being accepted back after infidelity. I hate to get personal, <laughs> but how much, I mean, and I'm, I'm being legit in this question here. How? I mean, we know Ed's been married for, I mean, he's been married to one person for the whole time. Yes. Um, do we know anything about the relationship? Do we, we don't. Know anything it's very, about, very, we don't. very quiet. Personal and private. Yeah. Okay. So and, and I hate to make... We probably shouldn't be talking about it, but we are, yeah. I mean, if you look through the album, there's a lot of a lot of infidelity and asking to be accepted back on that. Yeah. Um yeah. Boomerang. Did I say that out loud? Best damn friend. Crawl. There's definitely a pattern going on with that album. So we could either be seeing Either someone in Ed's a, life, we could be seeing a true, yeah, we could be seeing a true story that has played out that we don't know about, and we don't need to know about. It's not our business, right. you know. And um, limits, <laughs> but it's but it's coming out artistically. Yes. Or we could be seeing Ed's thoughts in the process. Right. I mean, it, it could be someone that, we, that he knows in his life, and and he's reflecting on that. Or it could be a past experience, or a it past could be something experience. that happened before. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but I do find it interesting that we have this song, which Ed does not write very many of these types of songs. We have this song leading up just prior to that album, which has the pattern that is going on. Right. Um, well, let's, I mean, in, in all reality, let's just, let's just put out, call the elephant in the room. We'll see it. Um, Ed is a musician. He's a, he's a member of a, an extremely popular band. He's married as a member of an extremely popular band. Um, being a musician and all the things that go with it, even if you don't tour, but you just spend hours of your life working on videos, is hard on a marriage. Yes. Because it's musicians get into the zone, artists get into the zone, and, and everything. Couple on top of that, that Ed is, um, he's touring, he's out there. Have these feelings crept in? Have things happened? It's not unlikely. It's you know, I I hate I hate to say that I'm going to get a little controversial here, but I I find that um, a lot of musicians struggle with this because of the lifestyle that they the personalities the characteristic they have, 
and um, being out there doing what he's doing. I mean, maybe maybe this is part of it, and either side of it. Because didn't we talk about? Um, wait a minute. What album was that on? We just had a song where we debated whether it was about him coming home to find his wife having an affair. Long Way Back Home? Long Way Back Home, I think it was. Yeah. Where we talked and our theory, or my theory, and I think some people joined in, was that because he's always on the road and touring, you know, he's questioning what is happening back home. And that, uh, I'm trying to remember what album that was off from. Hold on a second. Ed, Ed, Ed we know you listen. Please come on the show and... Talk about your personal life. No, I'm kidding. Cut that. Cut. <laughs> uh, hold on. I want to try to figure out what long way back. No, home. but re- re- but remember, yeah, it was the one where it was like, even though I'm home, even though I'm here, I'm halfway there. Long way back home was on stunt. Oh, but it was. No. Yeah, it was a it was a it was limited a, edition. It was on a B side. It was a. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. It was a limited edition off from Stump, but that's the one we were talking about. Because I'm looking back through the other ones and it doesn't match up with any of the other ones. The other thing is, and, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but it could also be him talking and trying to take the perspective of Steve. Because this is about the time that Steve, Steve's marriage was, had fallen apart. That's true. That's a good good point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he could be trying to take the point of view of of uh, Steve's or, or Steve's wife, even in that situation, because it would have been Steve's wife that was trying to preserve the marriage, most likely. But this could be a Steve song. Why aren't we making the love we're in? I mean, yes, he's using obviously uh, relationship metaphors and, and references, but uh, less heart to heart and more brain to brain. If you're feeling tender, I'm Novocaine. Let's crash the party. I'll crash the plane. Even a beggar must have to choose. I mean, it works better Steve, with the other analogy that we're doing. But I mean, if we're if, if Steve was having but you, but, these relationship yeah. problems with with in his uh, his personal life at this, just after this, um, right. or had been earlier, and so it might be Ed kind of just trying to, um, g- you know, get through and and make sense of life and make sense of the situation and. And his way of trying to ex- get all that out. Yeah, I yeah, I can see him putting him into perspective of what Steve was going through. I mean, they were friends for decades. Yeah. So, and he could be seeing that too and writing about it. I mean, I mean, writers gonna take what they see. And I was gonna say, writers um, are known I, to I, do that. I mean, look at Hey Jude. Yeah. Like that is Paul <clears throat> yeah. taking Julian's point of view and like and trying if, to empathize with him. Yeah, and if we're cutting deep, too, I mean, it, it wasn't an easy choice. There's no way Ed just said, okay, bye, Steve. I mean, these guys were friends for oh, decades. Yeah. They worked together. They wrote songs together. They were they were the Paul and John of this band. Um, this was not an easy choice. It couldn't have been. No. I, and we don't see that. We only see the snippets. But Steve leaving Bare Naked Ladies had to hurt for both of them. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and Ed knew what Steve was going through because of... Um, I mean, they came back together to do the uh, to do the reunion, and 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 you know what Steve was going through is a very personal, hard, emotional thing that ultimately caused him to leave, and I'm sure that was hitting Ed hard hard too. And I can see that. I can see him kind of channeling a lot of that. Oh yeah. Well, while while you we're know. talking about channeling, while we why don't we slip over to the musical piece of this? We don't have Aaron with us tonight, but let's let's talk about how about the feel of this song. The music. This song was written in the key of X, 
and uh, it's three beats per minute. And uh, no, <laughs> um, I love the music to this. And you're going to correct me on this. First of all, is that a, that's not a, I'll, 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 I'm not like, because there's what, not a lot given about, about what there is yeah. on this other than let me, let me say what I like before I say something that's going to make me sound like not a person that does music. Um, musically. I love this song. I think it's, uh, I think it's, it has a, it has, it has a country feel. I think it's, it's, which Ed likes to dip back into that country feel. There is a slight country feel. I do feel a slight country feel to this, um, but it, there's also more of a I would say like a Crosby, Stills and Nash kind of feel. See, to it, I was a, going more. I what? I get the I get the same kind of Eagles, era, Eagles. But I was going to say more like George Benson. I had a very seventies type yeah, okay. feel. Well, I'm I'm also picking up kind of an Eagles vibe here too. Yeah, I do feel like bit. it has that Eagles Eagles melody, Eagles guitar work, yeah. and everything too. Kind of seventies, seventies, seventies classic rock. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not really soft rock though. It's more classic rock, like you said. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a little yeah, bit definitely more of a classic rock feel. Yeah, um, the harms are great. I love the harms in this song. Um, one one moment that I really love in this song is it's a very um, so we start with the chorus. Uh, we do chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. You know, which they've done before in the past too. But with the chorus, it's it's uh, it's a very minimal chorus until we get to the line, uh, the the return, the fourth line. Why aren't we making the love that we're in? And then the music kicks in. That moment I love. Yeah, I think that's so good when all the music kicks in on the fourth line. That's that's a little bit unusual. A lot of times when a song will start with a chorus and it's and it's more a cappella or minimal, they'll carry that to the end and then after that part is done, they're going to bring in the music. This one brings in the music right on the fourth line and that is a moment I do love in this song. Yeah. Why aren't we making the love we're in? Now, I think I'm hearing an organ. Yep. I want to say it's a Hammond, but I'm probably wrong. This is where I'm. I'm probably going to get yelled at, and this is why we need Aaron here. Where are you hearing? I, I feel like I feel like it's a Hammond organ, but I think I'm wrong. Where are you hearing it? I can throughout the first verse. Okay, let me let me play that real quick, and let me see if yeah. I can I can verify because I, I think I'm, it has a Hammond you know feel to it. But I, I I'm think a huge Hammond wrong. organ fan, so this heart to heart and more brain to brain if you're feeling tender i'm novocaine i don't know if that's a hammond organ i don't you're right or if um, that is so, just reverb on the electric guitar because it's interesting it's one of the things i want to point you, out you don't think that's an organ now no i almost want to say he's just got really deep reverb on that electric guitar hang on hang on i mean there's definitely it's it's just electric guitar it's just basically electric guitar electric guitar um and then the fourth line hits and the percussion comes down you get more guitar in there i will say that no no there there's definitely keyboard there there's a keyboard going on or synth then because it's not a hammond organ because it's not listed in the but there's de- yeah, there's definitely a synth or keyboard going on with the doom doom doom. Yeah, when it, I can hear yeah. it a little bit in the background. But I wanted to also point out that like it's an interesting choice on this very country esque type song 
um, that he decided to go with really deep reverb and go with an electric guitar. But I think that's I agree. Yeah, I think that's what gives it that 70s feel more than just like if he had done acoustic, it would feel country. You could you could totally justify acoustic guitar in this opening and he doesn't. That's that's actually a uh, yeah, that's a unique choice, I think. And I like it, actually. I, I'm not a yeah, country I, I fan, yeah, so yeah. I like that 70s feel that he's kind of vibing with here. Kind of that 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 uh, psychedelic uh, '70s feel to it. Yeah. And at first, it was like, "Oh, I don't like that reverb." I don't think when I because I was listening to it. Depending on the speakers you listen to it on, you hear it or you don't. Mm-hmm. No, I like the reverb. Yeah, <clears throat> and I had always heard it on bad speakers up until this point, so I never heard the reverb. When the re- when I heard it the first time, it, it almost I was like, "No, I don't like it." But then the more I listened to it, I was like, "Actually." you lose that 70s vibe without it. And I like that. That's, yeah. that's a necessity. Um, yeah. Actually having played it back now and listened to it again. Um, I do really love that kind of that very, it's, it's minimal, but that, that electric guitar feel, and I'm kind of sticking to my guns here too. It does have an Eagles feel to it. I kind of feel like a lot of Eagles going on here. Um, you know, with with the way the, with, with the way they set this up, um, uh, like that kind of take it to the limit, or uh, um, but also starting out and and Seven Bridges Road, which is which is a, uh, an acoustic song, um, I, I'm sorry, an acapella song. You still even feel that kind of melodic harmonic thing going on there. It's but I do love I, I I absolutely really love that choice to have the first three lines of the song. Be just the steady, you know, electric guitar playing there. You get to that fourth line, and then all of a sudden you add guitars, you bring the percussion down. That was really good. Also during this song, something I really like is there's a lot of staccato stuff happening on. A lot of the, mm. the hits on the instruments are very staccato. And I think yes. that's really cool, too. Yeah, no, it it gives it a more relaxed feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can't express it in any other way other than it, it just makes you feel like you're you're in the song yeah it's a classic <laughs> song i mean i it's not a, i don't know if i'd say it's a an original bnl song it's not a song that's going to make bnl famous no if this was their first single or second or third or fourth i don't think bnl would be famous right that said i think you know it's a song that works as a bnl original now yes you know because they they were channeling some early stuff and i think it does i think it works in this album this album is a tricky one i know we've had guests on that absolutely love this album we've had people on that don't like this album this is a i don't know i I just feel like this song just works for this one this is this is the first album that was a a non-steve album they had a lot to prove here yeah um and uh it's a tricky one to call because you, if I go out and play this for a hundred people, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, that's nice," or "No, nah, you know, this and that." It's not one of those that are gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah." But, exactly. It's- but as someone, as someone listening who loves BNL, who loves the quartet at this point, who loves, um, who loves Jim, Ed, uh, Tyler, and Kevin, it's a it's a great song I, in that sense. I think. Yeah, and in the I think that it's important to realize too, like this is the the song that is meant to either finish off the album or is meant to kind of bring things down a little bit so that you go back up to those big moments in, in the album. 
this I I I feel once again that they they really put this in the wrong spot because this is the the finisher. Um, they really shouldn't. BNL has a tendency to put slow songs as their ending songs. Now, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't like that. I like a good, strong song to finish off an album, personally. But that's the way BNL does it. This song I don't... really is a, the this low, slow like ending to this album that it should have been. And I don't think watching the Northern Lights, because then it brings it up a little bit more mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. different... I don't feel like it should have followed this song up at all. In the studio version of Stunt, isn't the last song When You Dream? Yes. And Maroon is uh, asleep? Asleep at the wheel. And it, But also followed up with Kevin's it, hidden track. Hidden, hidden track. Uh, maybe You Should Drive is Great Provider. Gordon is... Gordon is crazy, but it's got that really weird ending. What is the last song on Pirate? Um, Shoebox. Is it Shoebox? Sho- it, it's uh, the one that oh. breaks the, the... That just shoots my theory, though. <laughs> like, Shoebox so, like, blows everything out of the water. Um, yeah. Um, so my theory of ending songs of an album is I agree with you. I don't think it should be a slow song, but I don't think it should be your your big single. Oh, no. I think, I, I for an ending track, I like kind of the epic choral kind of songs. Um, uh, <coughs> um, I, I go back to Dream Theater a lot and, and uh, uh, scenes from a memory. And um, The Spirit Lives On, that big choral, big finish. I'm a Broadway fan. Right. Um, that said, some of the endings I do love. I do love um, When You Dream as the end of stunt. And I know I'm probably in the minority there. I know I I'm say, in the I minority. I disagree with you on it. But. <laughs> I know I'm in the minority on that one. I do like When You Dream is the last song. Um, but then when you think that Shoebox was the ending song, holy crap, because Shoebox is a banger. But, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Shoebox is the so outlier because yes. then they move back to this like idea. like Even with <sighs> everything to everyone, like Have You Seen My Love is the ending on that one. Which is that I don't I don't agree with that exactly, at all. but uh, I don't I don't agree with that ending. When you dream, I like because conceptually in stunt, I know we want stunt is arguably one of the best BNO albums. It's not the best. Would agree with that. I'm not not my favorite, but you would agree it's probably the quintessential BNO album. I do like after this because oh, oh, stunt has so many epic, big, potent songs. When you dream is kind of like the crashing at the end of it. You know, it's the it's the you know the ending of the night is when you dream. I like when you dream as the ending the stunt. Normally, I would say no, but I don't. But well, <laughs> you keep giving me that look. But... <laughs> no, I, I honestly like we'll come to it when we talk about when you dream, and also yeah, when we, we will. reorder. Like I think when you dream was the biggest mistake on that album. Not that what it was a bad put, song, what, but what would you put as the ending song? stunt all right i'm curious now i'm curious i'm gonna have to look at it because i know there are a couple that are out at this at this time that they wrote for that album that i would have put it in for um i can't think of them off the top of my head but when we we're gonna at the end do the resequencing of all of our albums anyways and i'll i'll have it in alcohol there. you'd put alcohol there wouldn't you no 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 <laughs> um i i honestly think stunt is almost perfect in its order it's just i would take when you dream out and put something else in so 
Yeah. And normal, normally, I would absolutely agree with you. I Because for me, I like the big epic closing number. I like the, the choral number. Yeah. Not the banger, not the rocker, not the single, not the slow song. I like kind of the orchestral choral song for my closing. But that's what B&L um, does. I mean, look at their yeah. albums since then. Crawl is their finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Tired of Fighting With You is their finisher. Mm-hmm. Township of King. Like, yeah. every single one, that's their finisher. It's it's is, kind of the big choral one. Yeah. It's the choral relax. Most of, the, most of the time, I agree with you. I do like When You Dream as the close of the stuff. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, Tonight is the Night. Uh, I do love Tonight is the Night. I fell, asleep, uh, I fell asleep at the wheel, but I don't know if it's a closer. Um, have you seen my love? Definitely not a closing song. Um, so here, I don't, I don't think this is a closing song at all. But uh, well, I think if they're going to go with the B and L closer, like this would be the closing song for the B and L pattern. That being said, no, I'd rather have yeah. it mid album. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I, is- I hope, I hope we get to go see Steve live sometime. Not Steve, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, just in general, like B and L, B and L. Well, in, in this case, Steve, because um, I would like to discuss, like you and I discuss when you dream as a closer, as two friends who disagree on one tiny little thing, <laughs> and be like, hey, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I had my say, and I put it on the album where I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my guess of what he would say. Yeah. I I don't know if he had the total, I mean, there's there's five band members that's that true point. i don't know if that's he, true yeah he might not have had the ultimate say <laughs> um i love this he was song, like i wanted is... one week to be the last song <laughs> no he didn't no he didn't um was, it, I lied. this is a beautiful song um i i really love the way it ended with it just tr- kind of slowly not fading out but just the slow not a crescendo but just just this yeah. slow it's a very short song too. Yeah. We need to point that out. It's really short. It is. It's what two forty, two forty. But it doesn't. Um, it's it's perfect the way that it is in terms of that. Like it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think adding more to it would have made it too long. Oh, I agree. I think this is this song is a short song, but it's the perfect length for this song. And there's one other thing that I really want to mention before we go on to like numbers and stuff <laughs> like that, but. The trouble with Tracy? No, I, I like the crescendo that this the crashing symbols brings. Like the mm-hmm. only thing that really kind of raises in the song is is Tyler with the the symbols in really key moments to make you yeah. feel like it, it really does make you bring out the feelings in those moments. I'll crash the plane. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the percussion on this song. The percussion is really good yeah. on this, and very emotive. I agree. Yeah, Tyler could have it. overplayed it, and Tyler could have like made this he, song mm-hmm. like a rocker or or like really kind of nailed on to you know hit on the drums really hard. He didn't. He he made it. This is one where I feel like they played the song the first time. Ed had the idea. He came and he played it, and he's like. Tyler, do what you feel like you need to do. And Tyler knew exactly where to put the, the rhythm. Yeah. He knew exactly where to put the beats. And when they got to, like I said, I I can't sell that fourth line enough. The fourth line in the opening chorus, in, in so many other songs, would have still been minimal. Yeah. And then they would have hit 
you know, on the, the beats. on the chorus. They did they didn't do that. No. They brought it in on that fourth line, and that is gold. And that is a lot of Tyler right there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> well, why don't we put some numbers to this? Uh, be- before we do that, Aaron, do we have any this thoughts from is you? the response that I got from Aaron. This is the archetypical post-page B&L, the kind of slow country ballad jam that they might play when they turn the- on the house lights in a movie theater as the patrons file out. And honestly, I wouldn't be disappointed if they did. The lyrics meld well with the bittersweet feel of the music. Even as someone who is not overly fond of country, I can appreciate this song, and I feel like it's a fairly solid example of a latter-day B&L. It's not a song that I would probably seek out unless maybe I'm nursing a headache or and a whiskey, but I do like it. Short and bittersweet, I give the song The Love We're In a solid 3.5 ruses out of 5. But let's let's get some numbers on this. Do you have do you have a ranking system for us tonight? I do. I think we should do it in ruses because <laughs> it's the line I wish was there. <laughs> so let's do this in the zero to five ruses um, because when I, I hear that, I do like that line, and I, I know it's not right, but you know. So zero to five ruses. Are you going and first, Irma? <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, my score was lower tonight than what I ultimately gave it. The more we talked about this, um, I do like this song. It's on all in good time, and it's it's such a hit or miss album. It's it's hard as a BNL fan to say that they love anything off the post Steve, the first post Steve album. Um, and I and I've liked other things off all in good time. This song, I don't know. There's just something about it I really enjoy. <laughs> Um, the, the, the feel of it, the sound of it, I like it. I like that classic 70s feel. I'm a big Eagles fan. I, I feel like that's there. Um, I do still feel like, even though it's minimal, it's still a full band song, which is what they wanted on this album. They wanted it to be everybody's doing their thing. Um, the more we talked about the lyrics, I realized this is a dark song, and Ed doesn't do dark very often. <laughs> and I like that. I do feel like... I. However you interpret this song, I feel like it's 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 a relationship in trouble and let's hold this together because it's convenient and let's let's you know even though one of us might not want that, we want to move on with our lives. Lyrically, there's some really good lines in this uh, song, even though I know some of them are cryptic for us that those last lines of each verse. There's lines I like in this. Um, I love I love the way it ends. Um, do I think it's an album closer? No, but um, I started tonight at a 3.2. I'm now going to give it a 3.7. That's pretty respectable. Would I listen to this again? Absolutely. If it came on, am I going to listen to it? Yeah. Is it is it a classic quintessential B&L song? No. But do I enjoy it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like this week, like, the more I listened to it, the more I did end up liking it. It did get caught in my head. Is it one that I would seek out? No. Um, if they played this in concert, would I be like, Woo, yes, thank you! No, I, I, I wouldn't be cheering for it. 
but it would be like there's an aperitif in every in every single concert like and there has to be a, a time when things kind of mellow out and come down a little mm-hmm. bit your heart yeah. heart steadies out would this be an enjoyable song to have there yes and i would and i would enjoy hearing this during that time of the show um and i enjoy hearing that if i'm if it comes on like randomly in with my ipod yeah, I'll actually listen to it, and I and I enjoyed it more this week um, than I thought I was going to. It's definitely not in my top tier. Um, I would say that I'm going to give it about a three point six. Nice. Pretty much came right together on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know where Stefan and Aaron lie on this one. We'll have to wait until the end of the year wrap up probably to get their numbers in here. So yeah, um, I, you know it just hit me, Jeff. Oh dear. Yeah, you know, I like the song tonight was asking a question: Why aren't we making the love that we're in? I think I I finally like it hit me what the answer is. What is the answer, Tracy? The reason they're not making the love that they're in is because they're lovers in a dangerous time. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> wow, we went from. Uh, Deeper cut to a big one. (laughs) A deep, very big deep cut. (laughs) (laughs) A very big deep cut. (laughs) And and actually, that ends our L's. We next week we end the L's with lovers in a dangerous time. Mm -hmm. It has been a long couple of months in terms of being in the L's. Almost the beginning of this year, but we're we're finally made it. At least we made it. I don't know about Stephanie and Aaron. No, they couldn't make it. (laughs) They dropped out. (laughs) Totally dropped out. So join us next week when we discuss... They were not in in the love that we're in. No. (laughs) Thank you for joining me this week, though. Yes, yes, I had a good time. Thanks, everyone, for coming tonight. And let us know what you think about this song. Definitely. Oh, they should probably write to us at uh, barenakedabcs at gmail.com. Or on Twitter. Or on Twitter, which is is, uh, barenakedabcs as well. Or on Facebook with... Bare Naked ABCs, you can look us up there, or it's BNL Podcast. Or Carrier Pigeon. Or Carrier Pigeon. I mean, do that, or Smoke Signals. No, whatever, Carrier, whatever but carrier Pigeons always bring it to weird the weird <laughs> alphabet, for whatever reason. <laughs> no. They're done. They don't, they're, they're done. I actually finished, but... <laughs> <laughs> they won't get to your question. But, you know, no, send us a postcard with chimpanzees on it. We'll get it. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun Don't forget No regrets Except maybe one It's NFL draft season And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 